The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Boopa, supporting the health of millions of Australians because life happens. Find out more at boopa.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday, the 15th of September. In your squiz today, TikTok and data ownership, a new record for global COVID-19 numbers, life on Venus and the comeback of vinyl. This is your squiz today. Social media app TikTok has been in the news a lot over the past few months over concerns about how the Chinese-owned app manages user data and privacy. President Donald Trump's concern about US data led to a September 20 deadline for TikTok to have new owners if it wanted to continue being available in the US. Microsoft was one potential buyer, but it's business software company Oracle that's been chosen and as a partner rather than an owner. How will this work, Claire? Oracle has overnight confirmed that it's going to be a trusted technology partner. And what that seems to mean is that TikTok will outsource the cloud management of its data to Oracle, which is an American company. And it's also probably quite helpful in this situation that it's headed by a strong Trump supporter. It's thought also that the headquarters of TikTok would be moved outside of China to alleviate Trump's concerns that all sorts of data could be handed over to the Chinese government if requested, and that's per the laws of the land there. And will it alleviate Trump's national security concerns? Look, we'll wait and see. Of course, Donald Trump hasn't responded yet, but what critics are saying is that the asset will still be held by Chinese interests, as will the algorithm. Uh, Politically, that means that it's a bit of a climb down for Trump, but supporters of the deal say it actually achieves what Trump wanted to do uh, and that security agencies are, are set to give it the tick of approval. But we'll wait and see. While we're speaking about data and China, a whole bunch of it's turned up. A database with data on 2.5 million individuals, including more than 35,000 Australians, has been discovered, having been put together by Zhen Hao Data, whose main clients include the Chinese Communist Party and the People's Liberation Army. A Canberra firm has taken that big database and they've been able to restore 250,000 entries. And as you say, of those 35,000 are Australians includes politicians, business people, scientists and randomly pop star Natalie Imbruglia. (laughs) Lots of information in that database is freely accessible on the open internet but it also apparently includes profiles that has bank details, job applications and psychometric tests. So that's really sent a shiver down the spine of cybersecurity experts. How it was put together and why are questions still to be answered. We'll start today's COVID-19 update with a look at the global numbers, Claire. There's a new one-day record for the amount of new cases recorded. The World Health Organization has reported that that record was broken on Sunday with 307,930 new cases uh, in just 24 hours. India is leading the way there. It's getting close to 100,000 new infections a day and people are very concerned about what's happening there. 
Coming back to Melbourne, though, it's much better news. The 14-day average is expected to drop below 50 this week. Woohoo! That would be very yeah, no. exciting. And Well done, Melbourne. And looking at a month-long low of new cases yesterday, just 35 new cases, of course, that's a big step down from the 700-plus they were seeing not that long ago. Getting the 14-day average under 50 cases a day is important in that roadmap for lifting restrictions for Melbourne. Over to Japan, and it was last month that Prime Minister Shinzo Abe announced that he would be resigning due to health reasons, and now his party has named his successor Yoshihide Suga. He's been Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's right-hand man. He's been the Chief Cabinet Secretary and has been uh, quite at the forefront of Japanese politics for quite some time. The other thing that keeps coming up about him is that he's not particularly charismatic. <laughs> I don't, if you look at a picture, look, he doesn't look like the most exciting guy, but uh, <laughs> what they're expecting is that he will take the government through uh, to September next year when there's a general election. It's not expected, though, that he would be the Liberal Democratic Party's candidate uh, to become leader after that period. He may not be known as the most charismatic, but he is known for being efficient and practical. Two good traits when it comes to dealing with COVID in Japan and their economic slump. Back home and the fair use of the Aboriginal flag is currently being examined by parliamentary inquiry over copyright and licensing concerns. The copyright to the flag is held by its creator, artist Harold Thomas, and he's exclusively licensed the use of it on clothing and physical and digital media to a company called Wham Clothing, which means people, including Indigenous organisations, need to pay royalties for the use of the flag. And this really came to the forefront quite recently when Wham Clothing sent a cease and desist letter to organisations like the AFL, uh, also the NRL and other Indigenous organisations. It's now before a Senate inquiry. The idea is that Ken Wyatt, who's our Indigenous Australians Minister, uh, wants to have some sort of talks where the company is able to split the copyright uh, with Thomas and with organisations that want to use it uh, in a capacity, of course, that has a lot of goodwill behind it. Scientists have discovered that there might just be signs of life on Venus, and that's down to a gas called phosphine hovering about 60 kilometres above the surface, Claire. And they're excited about that because phosphine is found uh, on Earth in living situations. So we're talking about microbes in swamps and also in the guts of animals like penguins. It can be made industrially, but usually it's found uh, by the generation of living things. So that's particularly exciting. They've detected that using a great big telescope in Hawaii. The next step would be to send a probe there to actually look at those gassy clouds. Over to some sports news now, and the US Open has wrapped up. Austria's Dominic Team took out his first US Open title in a big five-set comeback. It was a big win for him. He's the world number three, and it's his first Grand Slam win. Uh, also, it means that he's the first champion to be born in the 1990s. Mm. Those young ones getting a look in in a US Open without Nadal, Federer and Djokovic. Unfortunately, Australian Dylan Alcott just missed out on claiming his third US Open title. He lost to the Netherlands, Sam Schroeder. Overall, it was a pretty strange tournament because of all the COVID restrictions. We've got a link in the Squids Today email with some pretty incredible photos that just show the players against that really empty stadium. It's well worth a look. 
And finally, we know what goes around comes around again in lots of things, fashion in particular. But this time in music, in a surprise turn, vinyl sales have overtaken CDs, Claire. Yep, they're going around the turntables again. When it (laughs) comes to trends in the US, vinyl has overtaken CDs the first time since 1986, all up $232 million was spent on records last year. And it's not new tunes that people are buying. It's things like the Beatles' Abbey Road. It was the top-selling LP last year. Classic tunes on a classic player. And that has to go to uh, our subject line today. I've gone for Turn the Beat Around. It's a classic disco record <laughs> and Vicky Sue Robinson I'm thinking of, not the Gloria Estefan version of it. <laughs> well, I'll make sure to Google that correct version then. Oh, yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> That's all from us today. A little reminder that our Squiz Kids podcast is out each weekday at 7am. It's age-appropriate news for kids aged 8 to 12. It's a great breakfast listen with the family or a classroom listening activity to the Squiz. We'll really test you at the end. Search for Squiz Kids in your podcasting app to have a listen. Other than that, Kate will be back with you tomorrow. She had a bit of a holiday last week. Have a good one and we'll catch you then. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.